You are listening to Big Trouble and Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. Also watched um, a Ger- yeah it's German German movie called The American Friend. It was made in the seventies and it's it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. That's pretty much it though. Otherwise, it's just been a bunch of video games and stuff like that. And I watched I watched a few more Twilight Zone episodes that weren't part of the assigned viewing just because that show's so fucking great and I just couldn't stand not watching more. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait until we talk about it. Uh, I've been watching the Twelve Monkeys TV show. It's on Sci Fi Channel. Uh, I, I think last time I talked about how I finished season three. I'm working on season four at the moment. Really, really great uh, fucking episode episodes. It just you guys, if you love the movie, there's a lot of lore in this, so I, I would recommend to check it out. I did like that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little budget, so um, it's not going to be like as great as the Bruce Willis movie, but. It talks about stuff like that. Well, it's not as great as the Bruce Willis movie. Why don't I just watch the Bruce Willis movie? I mean, you can, but if you want more to the story. I don't know. Maybe two hours is all I need. True. That's the difference between you and me. I like TV. You like movie. Big time. Um... Yeah, other than that, been playing games, uh, working up my retro collection, but that's for Escape from SideQuest. Andy, it's time for our movie of the week, which is a TV show. <laughs> so yeah, January we've started a tradition. We we switch it up. We just each choose two Twilight Zones instead, just because you know it's the best show that ever existed. So let's start with a penny uh, for your thoughts. Um. Re- I really liked how it was very positive in a way. It wasn't like... There's a lot of Twilight Zone episodes where it's like things are weird, things are happening, and there's usually a twist where some something horror happens to it a little bit. Yeah. And this one is just like, oh, I can read people's thoughts. And... um a penny for your thoughts is uh, what season is it in? Season two, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Season two, it stars uh, Dick York, the guy from uh, what was he in? Bewitched, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the, the Bewitched guy, and uh, he works at a bank, and he's on his way to work one day and buys a paper, throws a quarter in the guy's thing, stands up on end. And it's like you, know, you can do that again in a million tries. It's just like a weird freak occurrence, for some reason due to sci-fi laws. That makes it so that he can read people's thoughts. Like, un- he, he doesn't have to do anything. It's just whenever they're near him, he can just hear their thoughts. And it's kind of an annoyance. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he goes to work and all kinds of, of nonsense happens. And he got hit by a car, right? Correct? Yeah, he gets hit by a, a car. And the guy's like, oh, my God, are you okay? 
but he's thinking to himself, you stupid, clumsy idiot, you've broken your neck or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, what'd you fucking say to me, you son of a bitch? He doesn't say that, but he that's that's what he wants to say. Yeah. There's a... Television, so he couldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of um, stuff where, you know, they say weird stuff in that time. They're like, oh, you're, you're you know, you're putts. They didn't say that, that exact words, but just like, Man, people are assholes. <laughs> and I think that's what they were trying to prove is that yeah, everybody on the outside looks, you know, happy or something like that, but in the inside that they're thinking all these nasty nasty thoughts. Mhm. So what do you like about it, the episode? What do well, um I don't know how else to spin it. Uh I'll go ahead and lay all my cards on the table here. Part of the reason I chose this episode is because it is far from my favorite episode of The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll get into why. Like, it's still really good. It's still a very watchable episode. It's it's well acted, well shot, well written, whatever. Um, the let's see, how how do I put it in words? I don't like this episode as it stands against other episodes, specifically from seasons one and two. Partially because of the ending, which you said you like that it has a good ending, and that's fine. I understand that that people tend to like good, uh, happy endings better than bad endings, but in this case, I, it just doesn't feel very Twilight Zone. It's like at the end mm-hmm. of every Twilight Zone episode, there's always like a tragedy or like an irony, some kind of a, a dramatic something happens at the end of this one. It's just he gets the girl and his power goes away, but that's okay. He got a promotion and the corner office, and he got that guy a trip to Aruba or Bermuda, Bermuda, whichever one it was. And it's still a really interesting story, and it's well-written, and I enjoy watching it, but it doesn't feel like a Twilight Zone story. Because at the end of the Twilight Zone story, as we'll see with our next one, usually ends on like kind of a downbeat. It's like, oh my gosh, oh, it's I can't believe it. I, uh... And also, um, I don't... No, like a lot of them have, they're like a homily or, or am I using the right word? They're, they're like a, um, uh, there's a moral to them. Like when you watch it, you realize the futility of nuclear war, or you realize, um, that, that when people are put into a dire situation, that they all turn into complete assholes. Everyone's out for themselves, uh, stuff like that, but they do it in a clever way. That's, that's the, the beauty of the Twilight Zone. This episode doesn't really teach you anything. It's just that that if you could read people's thoughts, they'd all be assholes. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that was a secret, right? I mean, I know I'm like that. And I imagine everyone else is like that. When I see people, you know, when I'm at work and I'm ringing people up, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, um, have a nice day and uh, nice, to, thanks a lot. And really, I'm thinking, would you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> God damn it, I'm sick of these fucking people coming in here all the time. But you know, you don't you don't say these things. Same thing when you're. In traffic, passing people in the street, especially when I go grocery shopping. Oh my God, get the fuck out of my way. I need to buy some bread. Yeah, and you made up a good point that it's not really like Twilight Zone. And the only thing that's Twilight Zone about it is the, uh, you know, hearing people's thoughts and so. Yeah, I mean, there's a weird sci-fi thing that happens. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I still like the the genesis for the story the fact that the coin stands on end and then he can hear people's thoughts it's so nonsensical and there's no explanation for it i do like that but it's just i don't know there's something about this episode that i I just feel like it could have done better yeah and uh there's a lot of comedy to it like there's a part where 
guys like thinking, oh man, I'm getting a $200,000 loan. I'm going to go put this on horse number six. And I got really annoyed that every time he heard people's thoughts, he was answering them, even though he looked at their lips like a thousand times. <laughs> um, then you had the uh, boss cheating on his wife. And then... Which, which, it's funny because you would expect the moral, like, for it to, like, come back again. I mean, it does kind of come back to bite that guy, but not in a way that makes him pay for his infidelity. It's just he gets to keep cheating on his wife and the protagonist gets something in return. <laughs> yeah, and then he kind of he kind of blackmails his... Uh, oh, his... he totally does. It's not kind of. It's just he straight up, like... Listen here, I, I know you're going to be late to this thing. I'm sure your wife would love to hear about whatever her name was. And the guy's like, oh, fine. And then he's like, oh, one more thing. Uh, I want you to buy a ticket for this guy to go on a vacation. He's like, are you out of your mind? And then he like, do, you know, does it again. And it's like, is he going to keep doing Is he just going to hold this over the poor guy's head forever? I mean, poor guy, he's cheating on his wife. You know? <laughs> Fuck him, but, you know. I like the old guy. I like how they played like oh my god he's gonna rob the bank and stuff and then you know he tells his boss and he thinks he's doing the right thing and he's just like i dream about that all the time while i'm at work i do the same thing i go you know one of these days you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that but you never go with it because you're just thinking it. you're you're dreaming of it yeah and that's what i liked about it a lot of people probably do i mm -hmm. mean almost everyone i imagine so, um, like, I, I don't hate this episode or anything, but like it, it, I was looking up lists of the best Twilight Zone episodes and like the highest rated critically, I think it was on IMDb and this one's in like the top 15 or so critically. And I suspect it's because it has an ending that people like, but mm -hmm. like, as far as Twilight Zone goes, that's not what I'm looking for. I want an ending that makes me go, Oh, Oh, Holy shit. Oh, okay. But this one just makes you go, oh, okay, that's nice. It's, you know, I, that's not what I want for my sci-fi. Mm -hmm. But, uh, whatever, I guess. But I, I didn't want to just choose, oh, let's watch all the classics again this year. I wanted something that would actually create a uh, conversation. And apparently you said you liked that about it. You liked the ending. You liked everything else. I, I liked that it was different. I didn't like about it. I didn't like the whole thing. I was like, oh, you know, things are happening and... What do you think of Helen, by the way? I want to hear your thoughts about Helen. Well, she she's the woman he gets with at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that that whole thing is weird. I guess she's like feels sorry for him, and I guess pines for him or something, and he's he's oblivious to it. But now he can read her mind, which is kind of it's I don't know I, I I hadn't really overthought that part of it, but that's kind of interesting. Um. Did you think in the beginning that she was, like, telling him stuff, like, she had the power to? Oh, no, I didn't think about that. That would be messed up. No, at the end, she's like, if you really can hear my thoughts, then you should, everyone knows that you should uh, be over the accounts mm -hmm. section or whatever she says. I don't know. A bank talk. You should, you should get the better bank job instead of getting fired. Yeah, that's where the blackmail comes in. Uh yeah, in the beginning I just thought she was weird. Um she kept on staring at him. I guess cuz she was thinking, "Oh, you know, poor him and you know, he deserves better and all that stuff." Which 
once you found out that he was reading the minds, I would never want to get with a person that reads my mind. Absolutely not. I, I've thought that I've seen this episode probably, I guess, three times, three or more. And every time I'm surprised by that because I would be like terrified of dating someone that could read my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because imagine like you get somebody at uh, not in front of your significant other, you're like by accident, not by accident, but somebody forces a kiss on you and you didn't want that kiss. And you're like, oh, man, I can't tell my, you know, my wife. And then let's say your wife reads your mind and is like, oh, man, should I tell her that somebody kissed me? And then she knows about it. It would be direct. I take that. Yeah, it'd be awkward. So I'm guessing you're not recommending this episode. I recommend every episode of Twilight Zone that's ever been made. But you I, would... just re I just recommend this one less than some others. That's all. Every episode of Twilight Zone is great. I haven't seen an episode that I hate, but. This is one of the ones that I think is the the less Twilight Zoney, the Twilight Zone. Very fair, and, and I would I would think the same too. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the other episode. Do you want to go into synopsis of that? Yeah, the lonely. Um, I don't know if this episode is very well thought of, like critically, or if it's in anyone's best of lists. This is just personally one of my favorites. Um, the lonely is about a guy that is sentenced to um uh what's the phrase so, uh, solitary no. confinement yeah solitary confinement but it's the future of course uh, he killed a guy and he says it was in self-defense they they don't really only talk about it for a scene it's not important why but he he murdered someone in self-defense he says and of course they don't see it that way and they sentence him to solitary confinement, and he's on, like, an asteroid or, like, some faraway place. That has an atmosphere, somehow. It has. I mean, it was the 50s. We didn't quite understand. But, I mean, it, it's not too far-fetched that there would be livable spaces out there somewhere. I don't know. They don't say how far from Earth they are. They just say it's somewhere. It's covered in salt flats and rocks and trash and... And it, it sucks, and it's really hot. You can tell because all the actors have sweat on their foreheads in every scene, and that's hilarious to me. Yeah, they shot but, in the um, desert for that. Yeah, shot, it's shot in the desert, clearly. Um, but he has to—he's serving his sentence by himself in like this tin shack in a desert on a deserted asteroid or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, every like I think he says once it's either four times a year or once a year or something this one rocket uh allen b is the commander and there's two other guys with him they they come by and drop off like supplies um something to, to keep him occupied so he doesn't go completely out of his mind i guess it brought him all the parts for like an antique touring car and he put it together even though there's nowhere to take it and he would have no way to fuel it up but and then know, it's something it's something for him to have done you have the assholes that are like, man, I'm, I'm, I miss my family for like eleven months because of you. I'm like, yeah, shut up, dude. You, Eight this... months out of the year, he's in space. It's like, I don't. You're the one who chose that job. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, the guy's an asshole, but at the same time, he's talking to like a convicted murderer. So, eh, I guess maybe you could be a little less of an asshole. The guy didn't seem like a murderer. Maybe he killed someone in self-defense. Again, not important to the story. Mm -hmm. What is important to the story is they come and visit him, and he's like, look, I'm going out of my mind. I need please play chess or checkers with me and they're like no we only got 15 minutes we gotta leave they leave but they leave him a box and in it is uh, a robot that looks like a woman mm -hmm. and 
so at first he's like, oh, I don't need no robot. I think he says robot. robot. Yeah, that, that bothered me. I don't know why. It didn't it... bother me. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, it, it, the way she said Alicia, too, she's like, I am Alicia. And I'm like, what? It's like, does she, she, does she have a toothache like me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they leave him this robot named Alicia. And at first he's like, leave me alone. But of course, it ends up... Um, he he like falls for i guess and like they, they there's there's a companionship and she gives him company and the twist at the end is they show up and they're like well they've decided that this kind of punishment is inhumane and you've been pardoned and we're picking up all the all the prisoners on these asteroids or whatever and we're taking you back all we can do is take you and about 15 pounds of nonsense he says oh it's fine i'll go get my my ledger and my shirt and my shoes or whatever because he's just wearing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And talks about bringing her and they're like no you don't understand we can't take this robot that robot is nothing and he, of course he's grown attached to her and thinks that she thinks of her as a person and which i don't get either because the guy clearly said we have room for one more person and 15 pounds of stuff and he's like oh yeah i'll just bring i'll bring alicia yeah i mean as the viewer it's clear to you immediately what's going on but whatever I mean, um, I get it. He's on the planet alone. He's mm-hmm. he's not thinking straight. He's probably like, oh, you know, she could sit on my lap. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm sure his brain is just fried. But um, yeah. And then that's that's the the thing at the end. And then there's not. I mean, there's kind of. Uh, it's not really a happy ending because you assume he gets off the planet, but the way they have to do it is he goes to where Alicia's at. And he's like. Tell him, show him, I don't know what, you know, just act like a person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now he just draws his service pistol and just shoots the robot in the face. Mm-hmm. And it's like lying there with its face destroyed and like credits roll. That's the kind of end to a Twilight Zone I'm talking about. Like, it, it's it's tragic, but it's not like, it's not tragic in like an overly, it's, it's still a robot. It's still property, right? But he assigned value to it based on you know his his only form of companionship and it it still kind of acts like warm toward him and and like a person and he gets something out of that relationship so isn't that the value of it is that he got relationship it starts making you think about that that kind of stuff it's kind of like it's kind of like that movie her before that it's like you can Mm -hmm. you can fall for something that's clearly fake it's made up of algorithms and a voice box and stuff like that yeah and it proves that, you know, he put life into that machine. Even in the beginning, he was like, "Oh, you know, this you're you're just a person, uh, a machine. You don't you, you don't feel anything." And she's like, "I feel everything you feel." And he grown attached to it, kind of like, you know, you would grow attached to a pet, I guess, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. And then he was bone in the robot. I have no clue. <laughs> And then I mean, he... I, that, that did cross my mind. It's like, wait, can they, like, are you? <laughs> I mean, I think they alluded to that when they were looking up at the stars. Like, he fell in love with her and probably had sex with her, but that's, that's up to your interpretation. And I agree with, with the ending, um, because when he shoots the robot and he sees that... His love is gone, I guess, in a way. Like, I, I, you could feel like he 
is mad and angry inside and he just goes like cold so i i like how it ended just right there because maybe he goes and kills all of them for killing his lover but you don't know because it ends there i always assumed like when i first saw this i thought the ending was going to be he was going to say well then just leave me here i just want to stay here with alicia instead or come back for me later but it's implied that they won't or can't or something like that it's funny that no, no they're like no you're fucking coming with us buddy i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's funny you say that because i thought i thought i remember them saying him saying you know leave me here and he's like well we're never coming back so you're yeah. gonna die here and i and i think he put that together at, at the end so this is obviously unfortunately, unfortunately there's less meat on this story's bones to talk about like there's less there's less less set pieces there's not like the woman who falls for him the guy who's gonna rob the bank his boss is having an affair it's just this guy's by himself he's given a robot and he falls for the robot mm -hmm. that's the whole story but i don't know it's it's they 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 pick little details and nice little scenes that that help build upon that and i really like the character of allenby like He's not he's not an asshole to him, to Corey, the main guy, the guy who's in prison there. Mm -hmm. He's not an asshole to him, but he's not like best friends or anything. It's just Corey like thinks he's his friend and he's like, Oh, we should play cards or something real quick. He's like, No, we really can't. I'm getting out of here. Here's a car, here's here's a sex robot, whatever, I'm leaving. And then at the end he's like, Well, I gotta do my job, so he just shoots this robot in the face, which I guess to him it would be like shooting a VCR or something like that. It's like who cares? This is a piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. but still, pretty cool blooded in a way. Just seeing the way poor Corey was acting, because you'd have to assume, um, you know, beyond the fact that he assigned value to it, based on his experiences, uh, the guy's probably unhinged a little bit, and also he has totally committed a murder. So, you know. I'd be worried about his reaction to me shooting his VCR in the face. Mm -hmm. He might shoot you back in self-defense. <laughs> he ain't got no gun, but I'd be afraid of you know how he'd act. Or you, you got to be on a rocket ship with him on the way back to to Earth. I don't know how long that takes. Apparently, with seven other convicts as well. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, I want to. I want to see that episode. Like Andy said, like it, these are TV shows, so it's like thirty minutes an episode. Yeah. Not a lot to talk about, but there's, it's so good. The episode right after the lonely is uh, that famous episode where um, oh I can't remember the actor's name, but he's a famous actor. He he, it's weird because he's also working in a bank, like in the first episode we watched. But the guy who's working at a bank and he has those thick glasses and he loves to read. His wife won't let him read, and his boss won't let him read, and then the bomb goes off, and he's mm -hmm. in the bank vault, and at the end, he's going to try to read the books, but the glasses fall off his face. It's been made fun of in, like, Futurama and Family Guy and a bunch of other stuff. Um, oh, I can't remember where I was going with this. I think it was just the the episodes have varying levels of, of um, discussability and varying levels of detail. That's uh, Twilight Zone is... It's all over the place, but it's almost all fantastic. It was all written by different people. It was directed by different people. Different actors are in it. Uh, it's it's just great. But yeah, that, that next episode is also great. I had to watch it too. <laughs> yep. And so next week's, uh, well, next episode's episodes are my choosing. So episode 12 of season one is What You Need. 
in episode 20, season one is LG, E-L-G-E-G-Y. LG. Yeah, it's where they go on an asteroid or something, and they see a town full of people frozen. So, I I never saw that one. So... Pretty much every episode of Twilight Zone that involves space or astronauts is the best. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye on that. Stars! Hello! And, uh... Welcome back. A little interruption, but we're here. Um, let's get to some news that matter to us. And boy, does this matter to us. Yeah, I was reading about this all afternoon. Ghostbusters 3. And, uh... The thing that really catches my eye is that they are not caring about the 2016 reboot. Thank eh. fucking God. That one has nothing to do with nothing now. Yep. And what's really good about this is that the director is the son of the original two. Very interesting. So Jason uh, Rittman is going to be doing the new one. And uh, did they say anything about Bill Murray in them? Do you know? Uh, to my knowledge, nothing. There's a director and there's a teaser that came out like, I don't know, this morning or something. And that's like it. I, I love the sound design in the teaser. It, ha- it uses some of the music from the original movie. And uh, it's got like sound effects from from all their gear and whatever. But I, as far as I know, no, no one else is confirmed to be a t- I guess they've been making it like secretly. Just because the last Ghostbusters like so ruined the Ghostbusters image mm-hmm. but they still like made i guess they made this company or something i don't know if it has anything to do with that ghost core or whatever they had made like a small um publishing or not publishing uh some kind of organization that was supposed to make a bunch of ghostbusters yeah and i had always just assumed that they just threw it all in the trash but i guess they're making this movie secretly i don't know yeah, and it, it says right here that Ivan Reitman, who's the father, who's producing the new Ghostbusters movie, that's interesting, has described it as a passing the torch. So I think they're going to do the same thing. I think they're going to have Bill Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd, and uh, Ernie Hudson in there, and they're going to be passing the torch to the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, some new group. Mm-hmm. I and, wondered, like, it shows that barn that has the old Ecto-1 in it. I wonder if it Someone who like bought their old equipment, like surplus or something. Mm-hmm. I think what would be really great is that somehow they, with the power of technology, show Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson Young, and do like a, a montage of what they've been doing, and then, God, they would have to get Harold Ramis, I guess, or they could somehow. Say he retired or something. I I think retired would be great. I wouldn't want him to be like, oh, he passed away. Or if they do do that, they do it honorably, which I think they would do anyway. But I think show them that they're doing stuff and just show them that they became obsolete, pretty much. And uh, no more business because they, you know, they got all the ghosts. And then something happens, obviously, where a ghost is like, oh, my God, terrorizing New York. And they, they're they too old to do it, and they hire more people. So they hire the new Ghostbusters. What do you think about that? That'd be cool. I, I'm just, I, I want to know anything. Like, I, I love to speculate about what might happen in it, but it, it's it's so thrilling that they were able to do so much of it in secret, and now they're just like, hey, here's a teaser. It's coming out in 2020. 
That, that's exciting. Do you think this will get backlash from um, feminists saying that this is a sexist film because... How, how would they know? We don't know who's in it. True. But uh, I think it... it if they are passing the torch where they're hiring new people, I think they will hire a female. Not as a secretary, though. I think... Sure, why not? Hire whoever you want. Just get, get four great actors who can, can do a comedic role and, you know, make sure it's directed competently. Because, honestly, the, the 2016 Ghostbusters, the, the actresses they got, that wasn't even the weak point of that movie. It's just, like, the writing and directing. Whatever, get four people. I don't care if they're if they're transsexual, if they're from if they're foreigners, if they're from the moon. I don't care, man, woman, child. Get a dog to do it. Who cares? As long as they're the right they're person, they can act. Yes, and I have one question for you, brother, uh, Hulk Hogan or Macho Man, whatever. Um, I'm not telling you to name four people. But who would you like to see in Ghostbusters? Do you have anybody uh, in mind? Not really. Um, hmm. Trying to think of funny actors. <sighs> the guy. Um, oh man. Uh, hold on. Let me look it up real quick. IMDb. I wouldn't be surprised if you got like your Paul Rudd or your. Uh, What's that W movie? Is this it? No, what's the Dick Definitely. Cheney movie? What? Dick Cheney. Uh, Christian Bale. Vice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're almost there. We almost got the actor. Okay. We almost... Fucking... Why there's so many ads? Oh, my God. I Steve Carell is one of them, maybe. Oh, sure. Uh, and Sam Rockwell. What do, you, what do you think about Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell would be great. I don't know if he's that funny, but he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's funny enough. Yeah, he's been in some funny stuff. I don't think of him as funny first. I just think of him as a good actor first. And I don't... Mostly due to Moon. Do you think Ernie... I mean, Ernie Hudson has some type of uh, comedy in him, but you don't really think of him as comedy. He's more of the serious, like, I need a job kind of thing. That's that's part of what made it work so well. Is he, he was, like, more of a straight man to their nonsense. And I'm looking at advice right now. Even Amy Adams as a Ghostbuster would be pretty cool. Yeah, that could work, I guess. Man, just just hire the the vice people. There you I go. I don't, I don't work. I don't work in casting. It's it's really hard to just be like, oh, this guy would be good in this role. Um, it's fun to speculate on sometimes, but I'll admit I'm like the worst at the party when it comes to coming up with oh, cast all the Dragon Ball characters or something, you know, something like that. <laughs> like, I don't fucking someone balls, I guess. I don't know. And and this is true. Every time I I go in all our podcasts that we do, I go, Andy, who do you think would be perfect for like a for this role? And you'd be like, uh, you put me on the spot. I have no idea. I don't know who should play Abraham Lincoln. Oh, fucking Jack Black. I don't fucking know. Adrian Bro- 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 Brody. Adrian Brody. There. He's he's never aged at all. And there's um. By the way, I watched we we uh we reviewed the Prestige, um, the Christopher Nolan film, and me and my friends me and my friends watched it, and I forgot that David Bowie was in that film. Fuck yeah, he is. As, Tesla. Yeah, it's Tesla. Yeah. 
what a, what a good cast for that because it was, it was short and sweet. He didn't have a, a lot of lines and he was mysterious. And David Bowie's always mysterious. Absolutely, David Bowie is wonderful in everything he's ever been. Mm-hmm. So Andy, um, working on any projects lately? No, not really. Just writing and stuff. Writing scripts. Well, not scripts necessarily. Gags, uh, set pieces, um, ideas. Honestly, uh, Smash Brothers threw a huge wrench in all of my my get up and go. Mm-hmm. You still doing those uh, those blog things about the movies that you watched that you kind of marathon through? Yeah, somewhat. Uh, again, it's I wanted them to just be like short and sweet, but a lot of them are turning into more like I actually researched the movie a little bit because I got real curious. But some of them are still just short and sweet because I saw the movie; it was good. This is why. Bleh. Mm-hmm. So. I'll tell you something what I'm going to be doing on uh, the 24th. I'm going to be doing St. Jude Charity for uh, streaming on video games, even though this is a movie podcast. Oh. So Resident Evil 2 Remake is coming out on the 25th of uh, midnight. So I was like, hey, you know, it'd be great if I do the original and then play the remake and then do it for charity. So make sure you come to twitch.tv slash Metal Gear Nemesis. And uh, get a ch- have a chance to uh, win a copy of Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're eligible to win a copy... A possible... Uh, no. Um, <laughs> you have to donate $5 to the charity. Because I don't want somebody going, Hey, I'm here, you know, I want a copy. Oh, no, you're not getting any money for charity. Peace out. <laughs> And, uh, prizes or is that it? Is it just Resident Evil? What if I hate? What if I despise Resident Evil? What if I saw all those, um, uh, Paul, whatever Anderson, the other one, the bad one? What if I saw all of his movies? And now I hate Resident. Evil? I would say play the play the demo, and um, don't rely on the the movies. The movies don't mean shit for the video video games. What if I have bad taste and I hate Resident Evil? <laughs> uh. Um, I would buy you Resident Evil Survivor for the PS1 and tell you that's a bad game. Have you ever played that game? I mean, if it's my taste, I I don't think it's bad. But I don't. I saw the the AVGN on it, but I've never played it. All right, we're getting off in the video game weeds on our our movies. Yeah. Other than that, um, make sure you go to. Oh, I don't know if I said this last episode. But I've changed things on Podbean. We are novnetwork.podbean.com. The reason why we change it to the Nerd Review Network is because I work on nerdreview.com. And I'm going to have more podcasts that I'm going to be putting on that that Podbean. Uh, Which I would be announcing during charity. So if you're wondering which podcast I'm going to be producing or making, make sure you stop by. And the charity starts... As I belch, sorry for sorry, folks. Um, twenty fourth on nerdreview.com. I'm looking. I'm looking now. Resident Evil charity. Okay, we already know about that. <coughs> Escape from side quests. Uh, Santa Claus. Okay, if you're listening to this, you probably listen to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. So twenty fourth, uh, eight p.m. Eastern time is when we start, and then pretty much uh, throughout the night, and um, yeah. Just keep an eye on that, and if you want to win a copy of Resident Evil 2 Remake, 
I would stop by, and if you're not a fan of Resident Evil 2, then I guess uh, stop by and give money to the charity. Yeah, maybe you can still be a fan of charity. Yep. Other than that, I think we're done with the episode. Uh, we're done with it. It just, like, it just cuts off. <laughs> All right, we're done. Like I should do that. Maybe I'll edit that. <laughs> Other than that, guys, see you later. Thanks for listening.